0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman, and here's what's happening today at Newsweek. If you're a fan of the quiz show Jeopardy!, you know that the hosting role has been in turmoil ever since the passing of beloved and longtime host Alex Trebek. For a while, the producers tried a parade of different celebrities who were all fans of the show and had varying degrees of no, not that person reaction from the fans. Uh, and then for a very short time, one of the producers, Mike Richards, had stepped in. Then he got basically canceled off the show because of some old podcasts at surfaced. He actually lost his job as the executive producer. So, you know, kind of a beware the limelight kind of situation. And since that time, it's mostly been Ken Jennings, uh, one of the great champions of the show, and Mayim Bialik, who was a uh, surprise fan favorite for demeanor, breadth of knowledge, likability And you know, the kind of things that you hope for in a game show host But she had mostly been relegated to the role of doing specials You know, rather than the regular daily Which was kind of Jennings' gig Now even though you're seeing Ken Jennings on the TV right now Apparently Mayim Bialik was also recording regular episodes Through May 6th that would air later But we have a development because apparently Ken Jennings is no longer a part of a different TV trivia show called The Chase. Now, if you haven't watched The Chase, it's actually a pretty good show. Uh, basically, the premise is three guests compete against former Jeopardy! champions like Ken Jennings, James Holzhauer, Brad Rutter, and even Mark the Beast Lebet And the idea is they have to beat them one-on-one, and there's kind of a gambling element involved that's kind of novel. And then the ones who succeed through that first round then collaborate together to again beat the Jeopardy! champion in a, a kind of a sudden-death quick-draw kind of fashion. It's, it's a pretty good show. The reason it's relevant to who's hosting Jeopardy! is because in a Twitter post shared on the Chase's account, it was announced that the show would be coming back in May with new Jeopardy! champions like Victoria Grochi, Brandon Blackwell, and Buzzy Cohen joining Holzhauer and Rudder, But it did not mention Ken Jennings. Fans immediately seized on this, asked the question, and James Holsauer, never one to miss a chance to throw shade, said, by popular demand, The Chase is now 100% Ken Jennings free. Jennings, of course, quipped back, I'm already missing all the lovely folks at The Chase and the great trivia minds and James. <laughs> They're funny. And part of the charm of the show, The Chase, is that you get to see the uh, the quiz show champions kind of making fun of each other off screen. So it's been over a year since the passing of Alex Trebek from the show, and we've all been guessing who would be the permanent host, and of course, we're still guessing, but we seem to have an educated guess. And in the double Jeopardy category of future hosts of Jeopardy! My buzz in would be who is Ken Jennings? Now, from the If You Can't Beat 'em, Join 'em file. Remember the wars that were taking place for several years between taxis, you know, traditional taxi cabs and rideshare services like Lyft and Uber? You know, the taxi cab folks would go to the local political organizations and try to find some way to define Lyft and Uber as violations, or, you know, they try to put them into employment categories that would make their labor costs more expensive. All kinds of things were done in order to try to preserve the legacy version of ride with taxis and the sort of new version with rideshare like Lyft and Uber. Well, now there's been a change. All of a sudden, Uber has announced that it's actually going to work with New York City taxis, and they're going to kind of share access to riders and drivers. Because here's what's happened during the pandemic is a lot of people are no longer driving Uber, so Uber finds itself having a driver shortage, which means prices have gone up which means that they apparently are feeling the pinch and losing some of their customers back to taxis or competitor rideshare programs. Meanwhile, taxis, of course, are just trying to stay alive in this environment. So along comes Creative Mobile Technologies, a taxi technology system provider that's built an app that allows people to access both, essentially. This helps solve the driver shortage for Uber by letting people look up and pick taxi cabs as their means of conveyance. And of course, it helps the taxi cab drivers to be able to have the flexibility and convenience of on-your-phone app access to their services. It all came about because of a strange sort of advertising relationship where Uber OOH was actually using rooftop billboards, you know, the little peaky billboards that are on the top of taxis, to advertise some of its products. I'm not sure what that looked like, but that kind of began the relationship, which evolved to the point where they said, instead of fighting, can we not find a way to make this all work out? The beta is coming in a few months, and it should be in the public uh, sector by summer. Certainly, we would expect if it goes well in New York City, it might well be coming nationwide eventually. And finally, apparently eager to follow the example of Andrew Carnegie, who despite his massive wealth attempted to give as much of it away to philanthropy as he could before he passed away, Mackenzie Scott, the former wife of Amazon and Washington Post and Blue Origin founder Jeff Bezos, is donating $436 million to Habitat for Humanity International and 84 of the charity's affiliate organizations in the United States. In fact, some of them have already started to receive about $5 million each to help support their communities. The Philadelphia affiliate said the donation would facilitate its ability to build and repair more homes, plus invest in resources and technology for affordable housing, Habitat of Humanity of Oakland County in California said they'll use the money over the next three years to do support programs for repairs, financial coaching, and neighborhood revitalization. And Habitat of Greater Orlando in Osceola County in Florida says this will help to alleviate the skyrocketing cost of new construction, where it's now costing about $25,000 more to build a house in the exact same area than it did just two years ago before the pandemic. But I know how you think. You hear all this good stuff she's doing with these donations, but your real question is, okay, how much of a hit is $436 million to somebody with her level of wealth? Well, her estimated net worth is about $55 billion. That means this is a little bit less than 1%, like 0.8% of a percent of her total net worth. And ever since her divorce from Bezos, she has pledged to give away most of her wealth to charity, and she's already donated more than $3 billion to over 460 nonprofits in the United States and internationally, at least according to her own disclosures. And certainly with the pinch in affordable housing being felt nationwide and the issues of inflation affecting the housing market a fairly sizable donation like this is certainly going to make a dent through an organization like Habitat for Humanity Well, that's it for The Daily Break. Be sure to head over to newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. Hey, while you're here, I'd appreciate it if you'd give me a five-star rating. Let me know that I'm doing a good job. My bosses appreciate that as well. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek.